listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. You're listening to Framework Focus, the podcast that explores trends, innovations, and insights in the long-term care pharmacy industry. Join us as we connect the entire LTC ecosystem. Hello, and you are listening to Framework Focus. I'm Dr. Mark Fulton, and I am here with the best podcast focused 100% on long-term care pharmacy, brought to you by SoftWriters, the first and only software firm 100% dedicated to the unique needs and workflows of the long-term care pharmacy market. I am very excited to be here today. We are live at the NCPA Annual Conference in Orlando, Florida, and I'm sitting here with my very special guest, Paul Shelton. Paul is the president of Pharma Complete Consulting Services, and he's also the CEO of the LTC at Home Pharmacy Network. Hi, Paul. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Mark. Really glad to be here. Paul, you have an interesting background. We were talking just before we began recording here, and Paul has a background that ranges from uh, service in the military to technology, and somehow pharmacy gets thrown in there too. So tell me a little bit about uh, your career journey and how you ended up uh, where you're at today. Absolutely, Mark. Um, I started my career in the U.S. Army, um, spent some time um, training soldiers to go overseas and um, really make themselves safer as a marksmanship instructor. Um, And uh, when I was in the reserves, I was working for State Farm Insurance. Um, and Parada Systems was looking for someone who could fix problems and speak Army, and I, I met those criteria and so became an account manager at Parada and really fell in love with community pharmacy um, as a, an account manager for the middle of the country for them on the civilian side as well, and that turned into an eight-year career at Parada, learning everything from community pharmacy to long-term care, um, transitioned from Parada to McKesson, and uh, work with a fantastic team there um, in the alternate site pharmacy space, really doubling down on my education in long-term care pharmacy and understanding the unique needs of this market and the unique needs uh, from a wholesaler perspective of of what could be done um, on behalf of long-term care pharmacy. And it was at that point I realized there wasn't really an independent voice for long-term care pharmacy in the market. when we talked to partner organizations that had consulting, the consultant solutions always looked very much like whoever that partner organization was. And so I was able to start Pharma Complete in 2000, March of 2019 as an independent pharmacy consulting organization focused specifically on long-term care pharmacy. Um, and since then, we've actually merged into all pharmacy. Um, so all community and independent um, combo shop and long-term care pharmacy and really have become the voice for pharmacy operations and operational excellence in the space. Paul, tell me some things that Pharma Complete does for pharmacies in the independent space. Yeah, it's a, a great question, Mark. And, and really, we have kind of four pillars of work that we do on behalf of pharmacy, and that's we build pharmacies from the ground up, or we can help a pharmacy owner who wants to expand into a new space or redesign their existing space. Um, We also can help 
um, with what's called operational excellence. So think of that as us coming in and doing operations assessment for a pharmacy. Um, think bar rescue, kitchen nightmares, but pharmacy edition without the throwing of pots and pans and, and yelling and screaming. Um, we really come in and help independent pharmacies, whether that's a community pharmacy or a closed or long-term care pharmacy, take a deep look at how they're operating and what may have been just an organic growth opportunity and how they may need to readjust their store or expand services or offer a new a new touch point or new line. Um, additionally, we can provide coaching and support um, for customers, and that's done through a routine touch point, um, usually once a week, once a month, depending on what the customer needs. And then finally, we do our fourth pillar is um, really contracting excellence. We help pharmacies find a prime vendor agreement that's the line of best fit for their pharmacy. Um, or maybe it's a courier engagement that they need help really demystifying what the people they're bidding on their business are looking at and how they're articulating it and helping them find a partner that's both technologically engaged that maybe they didn't know that there was an EDI into Framework LTC for that particular line of business, or maybe they didn't understand that there was a way to have a touch point there and help them make sure they're getting that best available solution in the market space. You know, one of the things that you spoke about was <coughs> the importance of speaking the language and how that opened up opportunities for you and your career. Because pharmacy is such a unique domain. For people who aren't part of the pharmacy ecosystem, when you're adjacent to that and you're just getting started or you want to communicate in a business sense with folks who are pharmacists and pharmacy owners, being able to speak that language gives you instant credibility, gives you instant access. You get to bypass all of that preemptive um, vetting that occurs, right? So what PharmaComplete does is it helps pharmacies solve unique challenges mm -hmm. because of your deep understanding <coughs> of these parallel domains that pharmacies need to be able to access that understanding in order to take advantage of those solutions. Yeah, that's, a, that's exactly right, Mark. I, I think it's important when, especially when you're doing something like selecting a wholesaler partner, to understand what are the drivers for the wholesaler and what are the things that make them want to partner differently with you as a pharmacy. And if you can speak their language and, and engage them in a way that is unique and different, then you usually can bypass a lot of the noise that starts with a normal sales process for really any partner type, whether that's a courier, whether that's a, a um, wholesaler, whether it's a technology vendor. It's understanding and having an expert who's working with you to help demystify the language that they're using, maybe translate those three different offers that are written in three different, essentially, languages into one easy apples-to-apples-to-apples -to -apples -to -apples comparison. So Paul, today's theme is making the switch to long-term care pharmacy. One of the things that we often find in our network of customers is a lot of times they didn't start out as a long-term care pharmacy. They, you know, they started out as an independent retail or some other vein of a pharmacy discipline. And then over time, they eventually make their way to becoming a long-term care pharmacy provider because of the unique benefits and advantages that offers, both from a pharmacy practice as well as a business sense. So let's start here. How do independent pharmacies actually get into LTC? You know, what drives this? 
so this is actually one of my favorite things to talk about because I will argue that every community pharmacy in the United States today is already in long-term care. They're already providing that service. It may not be to a facility. It may not be to an assisted living or a group home or a skilled nursing facility. But every pharmacy in the country right now, Mark, is providing long-term care services to patients. Um, they may not be doing it exactly correctly. They may not be providing the compliance package that the patient needs, but they have long-term care patients in their pharmacy today. Um, we do assessments for pharmacies all the time that have no idea they've got 100, 150 long-term care at home pharmacy patients. These are patients that need activities of daily living support. They have three or more chronic conditions, aren't able to easily transport themselves. And almost every community pharmacy has started servicing those patients. And so what we see is this transition into the new model of long-term care. And it's a way for community pharmacies to increase their reimbursement. Um, it's a way for them to change the narrative around PBMs because, you know, in long-term care, as you know, there are no DIR fees um, for uh, facility-based patients. And, and several PBMs have, have essentially said, we'll give you retail reimbursement with no DIR fees for long-term care patients at home. And it's really changing the whole profit conversation and the whole mission conversation for these pharmacies um, because, frankly, they it's a way for them to survive the beginning of 2024 and, and really change the narrative around their gross margin. You know, those are some really <coughs> terrific points that you make, Paul. It really strikes me, one of the things that I think independent pharmacies may not realize is that long-term care really is not about the location of the patient where they reside, but it's the type of service that's provided. You know, long-term care means that more comprehensive level of drug and disease state management. It means the compliance packaging, you know, because this patient's having their meds administered to them. So all these activities that need to happen to care for a long-term care patient, how does a pharmacy even get started? So what is step one? If I wanted to start in long-term care as an independent retail pharmacy, what are some things that should be top of mind for me Monday morning? I'd say probably the first thing to do is identify patients that you already have in your book of business that you can service through a long-term care level of service, or you may already be servicing a long-term care level of service. Um, there were 10 criteria given down or uh, passed down by CMS in 2005 for the definition of a long-term care pharmacy. And of those 10 criteria, eight apply to non-skilled nursing service levels. Um, and those are things like a comprehensive inventory, uh, the ability to deliver to a patient, um, your and really the ones that are the most challenging for most pharmacies are compliance packaging and access to IV and custom compounded medications. Um, compliance package and, and of course 24 hour, uh, 24 hour support. So 24 hour support can be contracted out through partner organizations. IV and custom compounded medications can be partnered out by, can be um, contracted out for partner organizations. So really the, the compliance packaging is the largest barrier for most pharmacies. And a manual multi-dose blister card or unit-dose blister card system is extraordinarily in, in, inexpensive to start with, and you can get access to these patients day one. So then it's getting access to the payer network. And 
The way you do that is you go through a partner GPO and PSAO, and you select one of the three that are in the market, which those three are Jerry Med, Innovatix Premier, and MHA, and you select the appropriate one for your needs. They all have different um, unique skill sets and abilities, so you work with each of them and find the partner that you need. You go ahead and set up your pharmacy under what's called dual taxonomy, and so that's where you have your your retail pharmacy license, your DEA number, and you have a retail NCPDP and NPI, and you set up a long-term care NCPDP and NPI under that same pharmacy permit. And as you're doing that, it really is that first step in creating your new long-term care class of trade. And then from there, you go and take your GPO contract, get it rostered, and then go out and get CVS, ESI, Humana, and now you're ready to bill. You know, you make it sound so simple. <laughs> Sounds like you have a really good recipe for doing this. <laughs> we do. We do. That's awesome. So when pharmacies go into exploring how they can begin to support long-term care patients and take advantage of those benefits, there are a lot of challenges probably that come up, a lot of questions and a lot of roadblocks they may run into. We're going to take a quick break to hear a message from one of our sponsors, and we'll be back right after this with Framework Focus. Founded in 1983, Jerry Med continues to support independent pharmacies servicing long-term care, LTC, and LTC pharmacy medical at-home patients. Traditionally, group purchasing organizations only offer clients contract pricing on pharmaceuticals and other products. GeriMed exceeds that tradition by offering unique pharmacy programs and resources to complement our competitive contract pricing, including LTC, a Medicare Part D reimbursement network. GeriMed strives to be a leader in service development by actively developing programs, resources, and tools to help improve our customers' patient care. Find out how partnering with GeriMed can position your pharmacy for optimal growth and success. Visit jerrymedgso.com. That's jerrymedgso.com. And we're back. Thank you so much for staying with us through the break. We're here with Paul Shelton from Pharma Complete and the Long-Term Care at Home Pharmacy Network, uh, talking about the challenges and considerations for independent retail pharmacies who are new to long-term care. So, Paul, we were talking before the break about how pharmacies can experience some roadblocks or challenges when they're moving into that long-term care pharmacy domain. So what are some of the biggest learning curves that you've seen pharmacies have to adjust to? So probably the biggest challenge is understanding how to qualify patients and re again, realizing that they've already got these patients in their pharmacy today. They just have to provide the right level of service. And we were, you were talking about this before, it's the level of service is really what drives whether this is a long-term care patient or whether it's not. Um, and when we look at what we're doing through the long-term care at home pharmacy network with education and with, with some, some opportunities for, for patients and pharmacies to really understand and codify is this patient qualified for long-term care? Are they not? Do they need the extra level of service? Um, and it really is more, it's, it's not just about compliance packaging and delivery. It's more than that. It's providing transitional care. It's providing additional um, med reconciliation services. It's engaging that, that patient differently than you would in your community pharmacy. But one of the huge benefits about this that we don't really talk about much is the 
changing the way your pharmacy operates to look more like a long-term care and function like a long-term care pharmacy is changing your pharmacy from being reactive to being proactive because you can see when the pharma when the patient needs to have their medication refilled and you can plan for that and staff for it accordingly and so what we find is pharmacies that are executing this process are not just more profitable because they're making more on the reimbursement side but they're more profitable because they're more efficient they have a lower staff ratio to, to gross margin significantly lower they they can actually predict when they're going to need the medication and so we're seeing a change in cost of goods it's a really a fundamental shift in the entire pharmacy operation. You know, it's really fascinating to hear you talk about that because as a partner in long-term care pharmacy, PharmaComplete does such a great job of mentoring <coughs> pharmacies through this process, of kind of shepherding them through the stage gates of getting into LTC and not just doing it, but thriving, being successful in that domain and understanding what it takes in order to be financially viable as well as operationally viable. So let's talk about some of the opportunities in long-term care. Uh, you know, what, what's the selling point? What are some of the operational and subjective advantages for pharmacies when they move into that long-term care space? I think they're really twofold. One is, obviously, as you partner with a GPO, um, you have access to some better buy-side contracting opportunities, so you have a naturally higher margin. Um, you have access to better reimbursement or sell-side opportunities, so better, again, get, again, increased margin there. But again, it's really about those driving those efficiencies. I mean, we see pharmacies in this space that as they move from that reactive retail model where they're waiting for somebody to call in and they go to that more proactive long-term care model, it just fundamentally changes the way they staff their pharmacy. It fundamentally changes the way that they operate their pharmacy, the way the pharmacy is literally laid out and designed. And it's, it's a slow change. It doesn't happen all at once. It's something that we see um, really some, some significant movement, especially in the past six months to a year. Um, where market conditions are driving and we're seeing like two of the major payers have now said, okay, we'll pay retail rates with no DIR fees for patients residing in the home. So that's opened up a huge new market of patients. And last year, 14 and a half million patients received long-term care services paid for by CMS. Only three and a half million of those were in facilities. So the other 11 million were essentially in their own residence or in a home and community-based waiver program. And so finding those patients and accessing them for community pharmacy is, is much easier than it would be for a large volume closed-door pharmacy. Now that said, what we think of as long-term care maybe two years ago was group homes, assisted living, skilled nursing. Transitional care programs weren't a thing. You were, there was not a, a need for a long-term care pharmacy to follow a patient home. Now that need is higher than ever because your short stay in Medicare Part A stays have gone from an average of 20 to 21 days down to 15 days. And our closed-door long-term care pharmacies now have an opportunity to help partner with their facilities, providing another 14 days of transitional care. And it's a way to continue to expand their businesses. If they find a partner community pharmacy that they can share those patients with or build their own um, long-term care at home community pharmacy, they actually have opportunities to grow tremendously by just keeping some of those patients that are transitioning out of their existing facilities. You know, you really bring up such a great point there. Continuity of care is something that it's kind of a buzzword right now. We hear that a lot. And pharmacy 
is so well positioned to help with continuity of care, making sure that patients don't fall through the cracks when they transition from one place of care to another, getting discharged from a facility to the home or to another step-down type of facility, making sure that that patient's medication regimen, making sure that their care and the management of their medications and that patient's unique needs are met as they transition along those different steps and end up, while there's different people taking care of them, they always have the pharmacy at their back. And that's the thing I love most about pharmacy is that pharmacy is so patient-driven. It's always about taking (coughs) care of people. You know, when I talk about long-term care pharmacy to folks who are outside, And we talk about some of the things that we've discussed here about how to get started and some of the challenges, some of the opportunities. You know, I want to talk about the long-term care at home pharmacy network for a bit. So let's let's dive a little bit deeper there. How does the long-term care at home pharmacy network, how do you create opportunities for independent pharmacies? So we, our mission at the long-term care at Home Pharmacy Network um, is to provide education and training to pharmacies that are member pharmacies through both CE, through attestation forms that have been reviewed and approved by the, the uh, payers, and, and really to create value and, and that, that ability to be confident that you're doing this the right way. Like long-term care at home is such a new concept. Um, you know, people have been talking about it for, for years, but it's not truly been something that's accessible until the last 12 months. Um, there have been pharmacies that have been doing medication management through the use of pharmacy for years. Um, and we're taking expertise from those pioneers in the space, the people that are literally the the forerunners to this, the people that have been doing it for four and five years, um, we're taking information from their pharmacies and their their best how-to documents, and we're boiling that down so that an, an every pharmacy in the country can access that information and really know that they're doing this the right way, getting themselves set up so that as payers move into this space and as PBMs start to authorize increased reimbursement for the space, there are already set up and ready to go. They're not having to worry about, did I document this the right way? Because we're going to be pushing that documentation and helping the PBMs understand why that's important. Um, and, And really partnering with our pharmacy network to drive that compliance and adherence to the, the, the program that we're working with so that payers can be comfortable that what these pharmacies are doing is correct. You know, it's such an important thing when you are expanding into a new market or you're getting into a new type of service level for your pharmacy, having that playbook, having that mm-hmm. set of guidelines that's vetted that's battle-tested, and that is a concrete set of advice so that I can have confidence. You know, when I'm expanding into long-term care and I'm trying to care for these patients who are residing at home, that I know that I'm going to get paid. I know that I'm providing the right types of care and services, that I'm supporting my patients as well as my business as I, you know, continue to expand, we continue to grow. So... We've got a lot of listeners out there. Our listeners span the gamut. We've got pharmacists, we've got long-term care pharmacies, we've got independent pharmacies who listen to this podcast. So give me some advice for our listeners. So for 
if we have some listeners out there who are in independent retail or other types of pharmacy, and you might be considering long-term care, kind of maybe getting your toes wet, maybe taking on that facility or taking it to the next level, what are some advice, uh, some little clinical pearls of wisdom that you have for (coughs) pharmacies who are in that ready-to-make-a-decision spot? I think the best thing I could say to them would be the best day to start this was yesterday. The next best day is today. And you have the patients already in your pharmacy. They exist. They're there. You're already caring for them. The only thing that's happening is you're not getting compensated appropriately for the work that you're already doing. And so I would strongly recommend that every pharmacy look at their patient population Think about it differently. How many of your patients are in a synchronization program or in a compliance packaging program already that you already deliver to that are not able to come into your pharmacy for whatever reason, because they can't can't travel themselves, they need caregiver support. You have those patients in, in in your pharmacy today. And the biggest thing I would say is start the process. Um, It's not nearly as terrifying as everybody wants you to think it is. Um, Servicing a group home, you're probably already servicing group home patients. Servicing assisted living, you're probably already doing it. And if you're not, there's there's some great resources out there provided by NCPA's Long-Term Care Division, which I know Softwriters is a uh, a supporter of, um, as is PharmaComplete. They have some fantastic resources on their website that are the how-to guides, the Long-Term Care at Home Pharmacy Network. Don't wait for someone to push you into it. Go ahead and start now. Like, Go ahead and, and enroll, get the playbook, get started on the process. Um, because again, you're already servicing these patients. The only challenge is you're not getting compensated appropriately for the work that you're doing. You know, that is some terrific advice, Paul. You know, we are so grateful to have been able to partner with you guys and facilitate showing you here on Framework Focus. PharmaComplete <laughs> is providing some terrific resources for pharmacies who want to migrate to this space and want to do so with confidence, with a partner who's got their back. And for those who are already serving long-term care, either in partial or in full, you can always continue to grow. You have to have that growth mindset, that focus on continuing to improve what your current operation is. So, Paul, I just have had a great time talking with you today. And I want to take a moment to thank uh, our host, thank the Pharmacy Podcast Network. I'd like to thank our guest, Paul Shelton. And I'd like to thank you, our listeners. So, Paul, any final words of advice uh, that you'd like to leave our listeners with before we go? Um, really, Mark, just wanted to say thank you for the opportunity to speak and have had a, a fantastic time as well. And, and again, just wanted to remind listeners, if you're not doing long-term care today, the chances are you probably already are, and you need to go ahead and get the process moving to, to get compensated for what you're doing. And like I said, it's not nearly as scary as everyone wants you to think it is, and good time to go ahead and jump in with both feet. Truer words were never spoken. We're going to see you next time, folks, on Framework Focus. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Fulton. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.